This is episode number 88 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannert. Hey, welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you become more confident and poised presenters and speakers. This is podcast number 88, and this is part five of a five-part series about how to write speeches that, that really work. Now, a few weeks back, about a month or so ago, I shared with you a really simple turnkey process that's, that helps you write most speeches, especially ones that are in the business world. Um, but over the years, by the way, that structure is, is really, really powerful. If you're looking for a way to help you kind of design just about any type of speech, then the structure that I covered on that podcast can be can just be phenomenal for a lot of people. However, over the years, I've kind of found that there are certain types of presentations that, and they're rare, but certain types of presentations that that type of structure just really doesn't work for. And so over the last four weeks, I've been covering a few of those exceptions. So this is the final week. And this is one that doesn't come up in our public speaking classes very often, but it does come up a lot on social media and and when folks come onto our YouTube channel and ask us questions and stuff like that. It's how to write a valedictorian speech. The, that This is one that can be a little bit challenging for, for young kids. And, the, and I mean, if you think about it, these guys, the, these folks that are valedictorian or salutatorian, they've worked their butts off to get to be the top spot in the class. And then they're rewarded with having to give a presentation in front of all of their peers. And so that, that can be a little nerve wracking. So we're going to talk about a, a simple structure that can help you add humor and really lighten it up and make it fun and inspirational uh, on, on the podcast today. Now, the podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. If you want some really valuable one-on-one coaching to help you apply the concepts that we're talking about here on the Fearless Presentations podcast, then make sure and look at information about our two-day public speaking classes. We've got these things coming up in about 30 different cities around the world. And in fact, we have classes coming up in the very near future in Washington, D.C., in Philadelphia, Columbus, New York, Detroit, New Orleans, Nashville, Atlanta, St. Louis, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas. Those are just the ones that are coming up in the next like month and a half. I think the Washington, D.C. class is coming up really quick. It's either this week or, or next week, depending on when the the podcast gets released. Um, so, but I know that as of the time that I'm recording it, there's still a few uh, spots left in that. So if you, which is rare, by the way, the, the uh, Philadelphia and the DC classes usually fill up really, really quick. And I think Philadelphia is pretty full, but DC still has a, a few seats in it. So, so if you're interested in any of those classes, go to fearlesspresentations.com, look up the seminar schedule and register right away before the, before the seats are gone. All right. So let's get on with today's podcast. So the title of today's podcast is the valedictorian speech or how to write a valedictorian speech. So, so you, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you have one of these types of speeches coming up, say, hey, congratulations, you did it. You you graduated at the top of your class, and now you have to write a valedictorian speech. You know, however, this might be this is going to be obviously the first time you've ever done this, and it's also going to be the last time that you'll ever do it unless you become valedictorian in college or something like that. 
Um, but for the most part, this is something that's kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. And as a result, we don't get a lot of practice doing this type of speech. So if you are kind of concerned or you're nervous or you're wondering exactly what to talk about, hey, you're not alone because every single valedictorian and salutatorian that's ever uh, across the stage or, or got up on, in front of their, their peers have kind of felt the same way. So we're going to give you a few tips that will that will help you. Now, by the way, just so you know, this is a follow-up or the, the last session of a five-part series on how to design speeches or how to design presentations that work. And in the, the past sessions, we've covered how to just design a just a normal kind of business speech. We've also talked about the persuasive speech. We've also done um, wedding toasts and, and a number of other different, different uh, types of presentations that you can give. Last week, we did the graduation speech, but most of it was really focused on the commencement speech. And originally, when, when I was preparing the, the lessons or the, the sessions here, the podcast sessions, I, I was trying to make this into one single one single post and one single um, uh, podcast, but it was just it, it would have been too cumbersome. So I broke it up into into two parts. So this one's actually far, probably going to be a a little shorter than most of the podcasts that that I do, but it still is going to have some really good information, especially if you are trying to design a funny speech or a speech where you're trying to inspire uh, peers, or if you happen to be a valedictorian or salutatorian, the, the, this, this type of structure can work really, really well. Now, before you get started designing this type of speech, it's a really good idea to create a theme for your graduation speech. And by the way, if you if you want some tips on how to do that, make sure and listen to the last session that we did, the session that we did last week that was on the commencement speech, because I go into pretty good detail on how to easily, easily, easily come up with really cool themes for, for a speech. Most of the time, it's centered around coming up with a with a with um, an inspirational quote of some type that you can weave through the, the presentation. But it's still, it's pretty important to have some type of theme for your, for your speech, um, especially for the valedictorian speech, because once you have a theme, it's going to be much easier for you to pick stories and jokes and stuff like that, that you can kind of weave into your presentation to make it more interesting. So step one, once you have that theme is you want to start with a little bit of humor. Now, there are a few different ways that I've kind of seen people do this. And the ones that I find that are really, really successful are the ones that use a little bit of self-deprecating humor, especially about uh, about their their high school career or about their plans for the future. So self-deprecating humor works really, really good. And a technique that I've kind of found that really works, it, it's a technique that I've kind of phrased. It, I mean, it's, okay, it's an odd name, but it... it helps you remember it anyway. It's a recent when I grew up story. <laughs> so basically we all have those when I grew up stories where, or when I, when I grow up, I'm going to be a, you know, and a lot of times when we're doing, when we're saying these things, especially to parents, it's when we're four, five, six, seven years old, right? And when I grow up, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be a soldier, whatever it is, right? We all have, um, we all have those, those kind of goals when we're younger and you can do a play on that at the beginning of your speech by by making it sound as though you're telling a story from when you were four or five years old and then tricking the audience into into thinking that you actually did it last week. So um, so if you were going to do one of these, I, I, I kind of put a couple of examples in the show, in the show notes that you can kind of go through and read, but I'll kind of read through them. I, just so you know, I am. I'm a really, really good speaker, you know, reading uh, off the screen, you know, that doesn't really do a whole lot for me. So I might stumble through this. But anyway, you'll you'll get the gist of it. So um, and by the way, the, the first one, the first example that I give would be if the person who give it who is giving the speech 
happens to be either really, really short, <laughs> right? Vertically challenged, like we like to call them, or maybe somebody who's just really not athletic. So, so you, the, the, the person might say something like, hey, I remember the first time that I saw an NBA game on TV. I was mesmerized that the players were so big, they were so talented, they were so athletic that I was just hooked. And I remember jumping off the couch and running to my dad and shouting, dad, when I grow up, I'm gonna be an NBA star. And my dad just kind of rolled his eyes and said, son, graduation is tomorrow night. Why don't you get back to the writing your speech? You know, so so basically, if you kind of deliver it well, if you kind of tell a story with lots of energy and enthusiasm, then a lot it's it's um it's a guaranteed kind of laugh right off the bat. Um, a different one that you can do, and I've seen versions of this online. If you if you kind of go and look through a number of different uh, valedictorian speeches, um, there's some of the the speakers have really pulled this one off. It would be like a superhero one. So um, this one works well if uh, if a superhero movie was very popular when you were a kid. So like my daughter, for instance, she just graduated from from high school and uh, just in the last couple of months. When she was four or five years years old, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man was really really popular, and so the, this would have been a, a good one. Spider Man would have been a good one for her anyway. Um, but let's say I, I just kind of pick one. I, I pick Batman. So uh, so um, if you were going to add this into the speech, it might sound something like, "I remember the first time that I saw the Batman movie. I mean, when I, when he was so cool and he was so rich that he could spend his nights just fighting crime, and I knew then and there that I wanted to grow up. When I grew up, I I knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to be Batman. So I jumped off the couch, ran to my mom shouting, Mom, when I grow up, I'm going to be Batman. And my mom looked at me dead in the eye and said, Son, graduation is next week. Stop trying to get out of delivering your speech. Right. So anyway, so those are some, you know, if you if you can if you can pull those things off, they're they're a, a, a really kind of good way to add a little bit of humor right at the, the beginning. So the neat thing, the thing that you want to do though, is, is it's gotta be the, the humor in it is when you're using, you're making people think that you're talking about a specific period of your life. And then in reality, you're, you're tricking them into, into thinking that's a different area era of your life anyway. So, so alternatively, um, you can tell a funny story from your experiences at school. I mean, these these stories are really, really easy to prepare, by the way. You don't have to take as lot of pra- as much practice as you would if you were going to do the superhero one or the or the uh, NBA one or something like that. Those one those are those are ones you want to prepare a little bit more. But if you're just telling a funny story from your your experience at high school, those are much easier because you just kind of play the video in your head of what happened and and then describe it. So it doesn't take as much practice or a lot easier. Um, and and by the way, that's going to help you reduce your nervousness because it it can get a little nerve wracking, you know, standing up in front of all your peers. So so stories are a really easy way to add humor and they're easy to remember. So I always encourage people to kind of start off with a with a good story and something funny is always really helpful. The second thing that I would encourage you to do is to um, uh, you want to insert a fun way to create a kind of nostalgia feel um, for your group. And a good way to do that is just to recount things that you as a class have seen in the last four years. So uh, one of these things is that you can do, you could do it just based on the school memories, which is kind of fun, you know? So basically you just kind of recite all of the things that happened in the last three or four years um, in a sequential order. And when you do that, 
people were in, who are in the audience kind of remember those things when they happen. They go, oh my God, I forgot about that. Oh man, I forgot about that too. So it kind of creates this nostalgia feel, feeling. Um, if you want a good example of this, by the way, I mean, I'm getting old now, but but the, um, the there was an old song Billy Joel did. It was, um, We Didn't Start the Fire. And the entire song is just um, news headlines that occurred in a 50 year time span. And, and it's, it's a real, it's, what's funny is that I remember when that song came out, you know, cause I'm really old now. Um, but when that song came out in, I guess the mid eighties, somewhere around there, late eighties, maybe I, um, I remember that the first like three minutes of the song, I had no clue what he's talking about because that was before my time. And then he got into the latter part, which was in my lifetime. And all of a sudden I'm going, oh, I remember that. And I remember that. And I remember that. And I remember that. And so it's it it creates a nostalgia. But the neat thing about that particular song was that, that was a song that my mom and dad, even though they weren't really into pop music, really um, liked to listen to and stuff like that. So, so you can kind of do the same thing. Um, in your in your presentation so for an example some one might sound like you know since we walked into the school as freshmen we've seen smartphone apps that now help people recover from strokes and a millionaire tv star was elected president our basketball team won district for the first time in 22 years and mr jones has lost a lot more hair you know so you kind of throw a joke in at the end and then you can do the self-deprecating part and i think a lot of that hair loss was as a result of the stress that I put on them. So I apologize in person, Mr. Jones, to the entire to the entire school. So, I mean, you can kind of do something like that. So it still allows you to kind of create that nostalgia feeling and then put in a little bit of humor as well. Um, but by the way, this this type of recitation is really, really unique to like a valedictorian speech or a salutatorian speech. The only time, other time I've kind of seen something like this kind of inserted into a, into a speech is when it's like an anniversary, you know, like a 25th anniversary of a of a company or a 10 year anniversary of a company or something like that, then then it, or a person's anniversary with a with a company or organization or something like that. I mean, that, that's the only other time. Other than that, that this particular technique is is kind of unique to this style of presentation. Um, the third thing that I would encourage you to do is to add in an inspirational quote followed by a story from your school experience that's related to that quote. So um, a, a good way to kind of continue with the humor theme, if you want to just add just a little bit more humor, so now we're getting humor in every single part of this, which is going to make you really popular in the with the with the crowd, because you know remember nobody can get their diploma until you finish. So so the so the if you can keep them laughing, it'll make it more interesting for them. So one of the things that you can do though is instead of picking an inspirational quote from like Google or or something like that or a famous person. You can use a, um, a a lyrical poet quote, which is basically just a pop song. So you basically take a lyric from a pop song, and then as long as you couch that lyric before you actually just state the lyric, if you say something like, um, I've often heard the lyrical poet, and then name the, the pop star. And then when you do that, a lot of the a lot of people in the audience will kind of laugh just at the way you deliver it. But as long as you pick a really good lyric one that's kind of inspirational one that that is not you know controversial or anything like that it it, it typically goes over pretty well so um like for instance if if um you know so one that's fairly recent probably the last couple of years was um lord she she um had a uh, a popular song where um, where that you can kind of quote from says so one of my favorite lyrical so one of my favorite lyrical poets and you got to pause 
Lord once said, <laughs> if, if your dreams don't scare you, then they aren't big enough. So, um, so basically by quoting somebody popular, somebody who, whether it's from a song or better, something that, that she said in an interview or something like that, it, it a lot of times it, it can, can, uh, win your audience over pretty well. So if your dreams don't scare you, you aren't, you're, they're not big enough. Um, just make sure that the lyric is really clean. You know, remember your grandmother's going to be in the audience. And alternatively, by the way, you can pick a real inspirational quote or even a movie quote, movie quotes work almost as well as the lyrical poet quotes. Um, but in, in, in order to do this, by the way, just kind of Google the word inspirational quote or Google inspirational movie quotes or anything like that. And, and by the way, I put a um, I put a link in the show notes to a, a recent article that has like 30 different song lyrics that um, that you might consider um, inspirational anyway. So a few of them and, and they're from all everything from the Beatles to, you know, um, popular music all the way to, to today. So might find something in there. Now, the most important part of this section of your speech, though, is to tell a good story about your experience in school that's related to the quote. So although this article is is really about how to write a valedictorian speech, remember that the speech is really about the entire class. So it's not really about you, the valedictorian. It's about the class that you're representing. And if you kind of keep that in mind, then um, it'll help you come up with, with a really good story to kind of back that up. So if you happen to use the Lord quote, for instance, then um, you just think about a big accomplishment of the class and then show how that accomplishment occurred because we dream big and the process was kind of scary and uncomfortable. So, um, so if the like, for instance, if your baseball team really did win a district championship, then you use that. If the one act play team made it to state the state finals, then use that as a story. Just kind of tell that that as a story. And, and in fact, if you pick a good quote, you can use a series of some of the best accomplishments of the entire school as your evidence, just like you did in the previous section. You know, so so basically, um, after after um, delivering a few of those things that happened during the three or four years now, you can use your quote as a way to reinforce the accomplishments now. And you can list three, four, five, 10, 15, 20, 30 different accomplishments of the class. And everybody's gonna gonna like to hear it because you know if, if you're if you're um, recognizing the baseball team, then the entire baseball team who's graduating is going to, you know, appreciate that. Now, the one thing that I would I would really, really um, caution you on, though, is that especially if you happen to be in a big school, it would be any size school, really. But if you're in a big school, there are a lot there might be a lot of different activities and you're going to have to do a tremendous amount of research to make sure that you don't leave anybody out. Right. So um, I'll give you a good example of this. Like, for instance, um, I, I mentioned that my daughter just graduated from from high school. Well, they um, her high school cheerleading team was like the state champions three years in a row. They were, they were the, they, they did it three years in a row. And, um, at the athletic banquet, you know, one year, um, at, uh, it was the same year that the, the girls at our school won the softball, the state softball tournament and the, uh, basketball team got to the state finals. And so there, there were a lot of things to, to, um, um, to, uh, to uh, promote. And for some reason, the person who was giving that that speech kind of forgot about the cheerleaders and they were really hurt. I mean, I mean, they not, they, you know, from the cheerleaders perspective, they were like, they did it once, you know, we did it three times. Right. And so, so you got to make sure that when you are 
doing that recognition, you got to make sure that you're you're doing your research. Make sure you don't leave anybody out because there's a lot of different activities out there that that could get overlooked. Um, so um, the last thing that you want to do is give a, a, a fun kind of call to action or an inspirational kind of call to action. So up to now, everything that we've done has just been, you know, for some fun and to kind of stroke the flames of the nostalgia. However, at the end, you want to really make sure that you're a little bit more serious. So this is where you can you come up with an inspirational quote that's related to the theme that you've been presenting. And it might be as simple as just relaying a quote and then asking your class to to live that quote. You know, so it's it's not it's not really a difficult thing. So like for instance, if you use the Lord quote that I kind of mentioned before about dreaming big, then uh, you might end with a similar quote from a famous person. So you might say something like, you know, Walt Disney once said, our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. So class of, and then just insert the class, go on to the next stage of your life with courage and dream big enough so that it's a little bit scary along the way. So it's a good, so basically now we're tying in the first quote, the lyrical poet quote with the, the last quote. And it makes it way more interesting for, for everybody to, you know, it gives them a nice inspirational kind of ending. People are going to love it. So just remember that there's no magic pill when you that that's going to help you kind of create the perfect graduation speech. However, if you kind of follow the steps that I've outlined here, then the process should be easy and it should be pretty fun. And if you use any of the tips, just make sure to kind of comment on the on the show notes on my post or um, or shoot me a tweet. It's at FP class at FP like fearless presentations class uh, and shoot me a tweet. Kind of let me know how your your speech went. And if you have any other tips, you know, make sure and kind of send them to me as well. Uh, so thanks a lot for being a part of the fearless presentations podcast. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.